Yesterday I was bringing to mind the, what are called the elements or properties of really, you know, elements in the way that might consider things like zinc or copper or carbon. They're not entities, they're tendencies or properties. That is, experience has the tendency to form a sense of substantiality, groundedness, um, firmness. So this can be both experienced, you could say, physically, somatically, even psychologically, you know. And some of our language mirrors this. We talk about, you know, sitting like a rock or a very firm mind. Well, how's a mind firm, you know? <laughs> uh, or being grounded. So these do cross the body-mind boundaries. There's tendency to experience body and mind as separate things. At an energetic level, they're just different aspects of the spectrum of energy. Um, And so, you know, one can experience these elements or properties as both having um, psychological or um, mental, emotional aspects and um, physical or somatic aspects. Somatic just means the way the body senses itself. Mm. And we feel firm. Mm. Well, we don't feel firm. Or kind of, or we feel rigid. It's too firm. So these elements can have their um, imbalanced qualities to them. So if Earth, its imbalance becomes either rigid, or we get really so so, so hard. And similarly, the mind can become very hard and rigid. So the main theme in attuning to this, these properties is to find the balance, the blending. Fire element is vitality, light, radiance, warmth, something it's called the adhesive. It tends to um, bond to things. It's, uh, and so we say, you know, we're all fired up with an idea. So you're bonded to that idea, you're kind of on fire with it. Um, yeah. So it's, it's uh, both, and in the body this is sensed primarily either in the center, in the center of the forehead, and the kind of radiance is, is, the, is the fire. And sometimes you can experience it rising up from the base chakras, a sense of vitality flowing through the body. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, you know, he, he, he's a fiery character, yeah. which means that probably the fire is imbalanced. It's too, too, too intense, too searing. Mm-hmm. And you can experience these properties in your own mind, your own body, and the absence of the fire element, fire element, there's no spark, there's no, no energy, no vitality, you, know, you can't spark on things, when something catches fire, oh yeah, that's got it, I've got it, you light up. So we consider fire, it's also light, is, is, a, is another way of describing it, and you light up with an idea, you light up when you see someone you know, you're fond of. Oh, yeah. uh, 
air element, everything that moves, tendency to, to that which exerts pressure. Mm. So, yeah, earth element resists pressure, the air element exerts pressure, sometimes subtly, just a gentle pushing, breathing, like the breath moving through the body. Um, sometimes strong, yeah, something blasting through. Um, it's a sort of brushing quality. And in its uh, more moderate senses, it's a nice uh, sense of things flowing through. And the water element is the quality of that which co- is cohesive, it bonds things. It's like a lake in which no part of the lake is separate from any other part of the lake. You can't really divide it, it's just a. And anything you drop, you drop a leaf on the lake, the whole lake shimmers. So it's a cohesive. And uh, this is often associated with heart qualities such as compassion. It's often considered to be a water quality. Um, you, know, you touch it and it shimmers. And it bonds, it doesn't, it doesn't allow breaking, it doesn't allow things to separate. It, uh, it, it empathic, empathic quality, we could say, is a water property. These are the basic four, and so as we contemplate our, our experience, yeah, is it if it's water element is imbalanced, we just can't find any shape, any sense of purpose, direction. Water doesn't do that, it you know, on its own. It needs to be held within earth. So you say water held within a valley, the earth holds it and the water streams, you know. It has a gives gives it a direction, the earth holds it and it gives it a sense of direction. Water with no earth is tends to just doesn't have any sense of um, of direction. So we, we sort of, sometimes the emotional experience can be like this, we're in it, but we don't know, well, what am I, you know, which, where does this go, which is, uh, which is the priority now, it can't, it can't differentiate. Mm-hmm. So as we contemplate our experience of embodiment in an energetic way, is it which part? So you're looking in, in experiencing your body slowly, steadily. How is this? Some parts seem very fixed, hard. Bringing to mind the water, as if you're bathing. Bringing to mind the air, as if you're just gently breathing through. Some parts feel too, uh, don't seem to have any strength in them. Bringing to mind the bone structures. The simplest aspect of the earth is the coarse physicality of the body, the bone structures, finding a way into those, the spine, the base of the spine, picking up the quality of earth from the base of the spine, which is your ground primary earth reference mm. you know, the grounded sense and as you even as you contemplate that you can also sense that quality of ground spreading down the backs of your legs uh, into these 
ground beneath you and you feel so the body's rising out of that out of that ground and then you can you know, draw it up your spine gradually a sense of firmness uprightness if it feels dull or stagnant there's not enough fire generally where the the quality of the breath breathing against into the earth it's sort of it's like rubbing two sticks together begins to warm things up so the breathing has many properties to it if we focus on the breathing as it the breathing as the breath is passing through the body passing through the tissues we focus on that there's a slight warming effect this is a chi a fire quality of vitality and water breath also has the water property that can spread and, and suffuse the entire form and you know realizing all all appearance all language is really just metaphor none of it is actually what it is it's just the way of of inclining intending picking up properties signs images that help to bring around real palpable effects one comes into harmony you find parts of your body that, that are shut out and you just begin to breathe water through them air through them and invite them to come into into presence into join in the rest of the of the bodily form the bodily experience widening softening now an element that there are many elements actually these are the four basic elements but another very significant one is called the space element um, very significant space is generally experienced as the absence of pressure so it's we call it a derived or inferred element you don't exactly feel it you feel what isn't there yeah. and so you say well find your space you sit in your own space how do you know it's your space because I don't feel anything is impacting me I feel there's room to swell to grow without you know I can move around nothing I don't feel there's anything I'm going to collide against I have space and yeah you can sit in space you can walk in space you can move in space it allows that ability to to change now in the body we experience this or in the bodily experience that's there even more significant is how that affects the chitta the mind heart heart mind as i've said these properties have um more than just physical or somatic relevance they also have a an emotional, spiritual, psychological relevance and probably one of the key elements for the chitta, for the heart-mind is space as often our minds are very dense, packed, impacted and um, either sort of full of lots of stuff moving around yeah, it seems quite busy in there or they can feel quite 
hard or solid or over full packed and being able to to sense the quality of space that is wherever there's an absence of pressure or the degree of diminution of pressure in your body in your mind you sense that And the way that the mind is, it will it will attune itself to the element that you pick up on the bodily level. So, for example, if you are sitting and you begin to contemplate or sense the absence of pressure in front of your chest or beside your arms or between your arms and your body or between the cup of your hands, when your hands are cupped, you sense the space the warmth of the fingers and the palm and there's this non-touching piece in the middle yeah. so the space can be just this much space it's still got it's still as spacious <laughs> and you bring your attention into that breathing into that drawing that quality in it has an effect Space can be just also the moments between the sound of my voice, one phrase, the next phrase. There's an auditory space, Mm. tactile space, movement of the hand or the body through space, and you sense there's nothing resisting. Mm. Space as um, as you're sitting, space is above your head, mm. and essentially, if you begin to sense it, sense the places that don't seem to experience that. They're the ones that you need to acknowledge, or draw, or resonate space around. Now, have you noticed the space above your head? there isn't it doesn't seem important because it's not doing anything doesn't feel anything it doesn't mean anything that's why it's important (laughs) because there's so many things that are doing and meaning and signifying and asking for action and, and there's this above your head and you tune into that all the room or the freedom space around your head around the temples around the forehead your head is bathed in space can you breathe out into space can you sense your skin however that is the tingling, the rhythms, the warmth pulses meeting space as if you're radiating into space radiating the warmth of your body into space space receives everything it's never full 
It's the great quality that allows things to empty, to radiate, to empty not through wanting to get rid of them, but just because that's what they do. When they're not colliding, reacted to, they, they empty into space. And there's a sense of lightness, allows everything else to move, find its place. Hmm. Instead of me trying to move it around, you notice the me sense as an energy is not space. The me sense is generally something more solid, something more tense, something more driven, something more you know, purposeful. It's definitely substantial. If you experience that. So when I, when that me sense starts to operate on elements in my body, then it adds its own textures, its own presence, its own impact, its own urgency or intensity or vacillation or, you know, whatever that is, it adds that to it. I mean, it's not all bad news. There's a lot of goodness in there, but just recognize you, you are when is putting one's thumbprint onto things, one is and wanting something to happen. It's almost inevitable. Uh, this is, of course, in some respects quite necessary, you know, to, to, um, you know, I don't want this, I want that, I won't be here, that, that's fine. But at a, at a certain point in meditation, that quality, that me sense, becomes problematic. Because it always impacts, in some ways, what's going on. And you want it to become lighter and lighter, so it's just like a gentle breeze of inclination, or a gentle warming, of, uh, of uh, encouragement, gladness, or a gentle waterness of compassion, yeah. and in that sense, make your mind, make yourself, make your approach like water, make it like fire, make it like light, warm, gentle, like a small light, nothing you know, raging. You know? Make your mind like space. Make your intention like space. So, mind, heart, intention, make it like space. Just goes out and out. And there's no end to that. And it allows the impactedness to be certainly be sensed. And instead of that vibration of reactivity there's just the yielding softening that allows things to speak move express themselves and in a way come out of the compacted state called aggregation you know upadana 
these aggregates. So we can cultivate this or we can tune to it. Space in the room, space when this little talk pauses and you hear it, you hear the space. It doesn't do very much, but it allows the other things to arise and pass. And uh, there is a certain gladness of relief that resonates through that. When I've touched into walking meditation, I did it rather briefly, and it's not as if there's really much more to say, but to certainly um, encourage because it is very, it's uh, helpful for elements. There's the sense of the, the moving. You don't get stuck in walking. You flow. You move. You feel your body, the muscles, the textures, subtly moving and shifting. Mm-hmm. From the pressures as you move weight from one leg to another leg, your shoulders roll. There's a certain liquidity to move to walking, to to proper walking. It, it, it flows along. Mm-hmm. Walk like a cat walks, not like a lump of sticks. You see, when a cat walks, or um, you know, everything walks. The whole body ripples with the walking. Uh, and naturally, we are not four-legged, but still, it's important that the shoulders and the hips have a certain counteracting flow. So, it's a bit, walking's a little bit like swimming. Swimming while they're upright, <laughs> yeah. and so there's a gentle turning or gentle flexing. Not very much. There's a gentle flexing around the waist, and so this has an effect on how the the the, um, the chest and the torso tends to tends to a certain rigidity, tends to being strapped by the tissues around it. So if we just keep that lightness of the flexing you know, we feel a little more fluid more watery more cohesive we experience the shift of pressure from one leg to the other leg as the foot touches the earth there's the earth element there it is again it's always there for you put your foot down is that pressure sense of the the flesh the experience of flesh as it touches the ground the impact and that soft increasing pressure till you feel the firming up so the textures change from as you first touch the ground it's quite soft as the weight comes down it becomes more and more firm as your weight comes down on that foot the other leg you feel the space the absence of pressure the movement and then the contact again so those 
elements. Mm-hmm. Space, air, earth. Mm-hmm. And the ongoing quality, the fire, the light, the vitality of the body in its moving on. This is a beautiful uh, way to practice. Uh, and contemplating also, as I suggested, the space that you're walking through. You're always walking through space. If you there was no space, you couldn't walk, would you? You'd be <laughs> stuck. Yeah. So taking the advantage of sensing yourself moving through space. So you, with walking, you generally want to turn down the visual gaze. Mm-hmm. So it's soft. You don't, don't bend your head forward. Keep your head upright so your your neck isn't crooked. But you can just lower your eyelids, and in a way go to a very soft focus. So you're not looking at anything. You just have your eyes open, and so you can not walk into things. But it's it's a passive eye. Contemplate textures around your eyeballs. Let them loosen, soften. Breathe out through the eyes till the body becomes more the right texture. There's a certain suppleness to the texture of the body. And it's listed actually in one of the one of these Buddhist lists the qualities that are considered skillful. And it says uh, suppleness in body, suppleness in mind, lightness in body, lightness in mind, hmm? firmness in body, firmness in mind, workable, fit for work, fit for doing things in body, fit for doing things in mind. It means you're you're tuned in, you're poised, things are, you know, the suppleness, malleability, pliability, rather than rigidity. And walking can be very conducive for that flowing, particularly when walking in nature. Nature has no no flat finality to it. Look around human structures, they have flat, final, statements. This is the wall, this is the floor. But nature doesn't do that. There's always a slope, curves, inclination. So it's a very soft um, um, domain, actually. And it allows a lot. So walking meditation. And as you you come out of your normal, well, a, a walking process that may have become normal, which is your going somewhere walk, your city walk, your street walk, whereby the only reason to walk is to go to a place. In other words, it's very much a destination walk. And this walk tends to be dominated by the eyes, so we're looking onwards, and there's a sense of, you know, pushing forward. And in this, the body loses its malleability, its softness, its flow, and it becomes rather rigid. Most people, when you see them walking, their backs don't change. You know, there's no flow in their back. It's kind of held because they're 
you know, they only consider the forward direction and that everything sort of seizes up. And it's, uh, yeah. when you see someone at ease, and there's a certain sense their shoulders dip, and the light, just a light roll, yeah. And then that is immediately enjoyable. When we return to nature, when we come out of the urban socialization model of experience, when we let our bodies return to nature, it is just enjoyable. You know, the body enjoys it. And you can experience that, the, enjoy, the enjoyable quality of coming back to a natural blend of elements, a natural rhythm of them. Uh, for you know, for no other reason than just to be back in in the natural state. This is, you know, you think, well, why do we ever lose this? <laughs> uh, so, you know, you have about forty-five, forty minutes. So, any time you like to stay sitting, or you want to stand, some in a walk. And come and go at any time. If you want to sit for another ten minutes and then walk, fine. You go out and walk and come back and sit, fine. Just uh, allow yourself the space to sample what is natural and beautiful. <coughs>